Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chatty Fox Conversations of the 20-something with me, Melissa, a 20-something. And today's episode is part three of my California Wine Region Tour series. So if you haven't listened to episode one or two yet, make sure that you go listen to them first. I'm basically doing like a whole tour of California wine regions and I started down south at Temecula Valley. So that was episode one. Episode two, we went a little up north a couple hours and I talked about Los Angeles County. So I I'm basically I'm going to be talking about the whole region as a whole. What exactly makes them a popular like wine place or wine region to grow grapes for wine? Like the climate and their soil, what exactly makes them good to grow grapes? And then I ended off with kind of like a whole vibe description. I talk about the atmosphere of the wineries and wine bars in these areas. I give specific recommendations as well. So if you're interested in all that, make sure you go listen to episode one and two first. But today for episode three, I'm going up north even more, a couple of hours away from Los Angeles County. And today I'm going to be talking about Santa Barbara County. So if you are in the Santa Barbara area, if you're a Santa Barbara Foxy, or even if you're just a couple minutes away from Santa Barbara County, I hope that you enjoy today's episode and that you get to admire the beauty of your area when it comes to wine, wineries, and just you know, the whole vibe there. Because I feel like Santa Barbara County, again, is a whole different, like, atmosphere compared to Temecula Valley and Los Angeles County. And it's by the beach. Like, I mean, LA's by the beach too, but Santa Barbara is just, you know, it just hits different. And they have a lot of specific AVAs that I will be talking about. They actually have a lot of AVAs. The famous ones, they even have little wine towns to visit, like Solvank, if you haven't been. Solvank is a very cute area in the Santa Barbara County with cute, like, little wineries and wine bars. So I'll definitely get into all that today if you're interested. But before I get into that, I just <laughs> I just want to say how tired I am. I'm actually really tired right now, and it's not even 10 p.m., um, but, you know, I think it's just hitting me, like, working two jobs and being a student. It's been catching up on me. I've been feeling it like obviously it's shown through my podcast as well. I don't know if you noticed with episode two, but there was no ad on episode two or just in all my episodes now because um, I just haven't been consistent with my podcast and I lost a couple of listeners, obviously. So I kind of basically didn't meet the threshold for an ad anymore. I know, so sad, but you know what? We'll get back up there. I'm going to start being consistent again. I did go through a little, like, phase where I just wasn't inspired. And I just, you know, was doing random shit. Like, right now, I was on TikTok just scrolling through this girl's page. Her name is KLALALA24. And she just posted a bunch of TikToks about Coachella. And I just literally scrolled through all of them, like, I spent a whole ass hour on her page seeing her Coachella vlogs each day, her outfit of the day, and her vlogs of being there, and her tips on camping because she did car camping, and I'm I'm not even going to Coachella. Like, I don't need to be studying this. I don't need to learn tips, but here I am because I don't have inspiration to do anything else. 
I've also been watching like sitcoms and that's when you know when I'm not even like into shows at the moment. I am behind on the shows that I like because I just haven't had motivation to like literally just watch TV. That's crazy. I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't know if that's normal. Let me know if that's normal if you go through that like phase. But anyway, thanks for hearing my rant, my little venting session. But you know what? It's okay. Let's just open up this wine because I'm really excited about this wine. Okay, so for today's wine tasting, I of course had to pick a wine from this region, or at least I was trying to. And I have a funny story before I introduce the wine on where I got this and what made me get it, um, besides it being from Santa Barbara County. So this wine that I'm pairing today's episode with if you don't follow my instagram at the chatty fox underscore then you haven't seen that it's a canned wine so it's a single serve canned wine and it's a riesling a 2021 riesling from companion wine company and i got this first of all obviously because it's actually from santa barbara county and the label if which i like I said, I posted it on the Instagram. It's really cute. It does, it's like a little cute artsy picture of a vineyard in Santa Barbara because it has a little um, Santa Barbara mission on the side as well. I saw it and I thought it was really cute, but I actually got this when I visited Erwan for the first time. So I went to Erwan for the first time a few weeks ago to try their Hailey Bieber shake. Right, or the Hailey Bieber smoothie. Like I needed to try that. I needed to just get that that como se dice like the antojo. Yo quería quitar el antojo. So I was like, I just need to drink this smoothie so I can just say that I tried it. And if it's good, it's good because it's so expensive. I don't want to get it again. Um, and if you don't know, obviously it's it is expensive. It was literally almost 20 bucks for one smoothie. But I was like, you know what, let me see the wines here. Like, they probably have a cute, like, selection and some that I haven't even seen anywhere. And, you know, some local wines maybe from L.A. And um, they didn't, first of all. A lot of them were from like, from, like, Europe or, like, if they were from L.A., they were, like, wine bars or, you know, it just wasn't actually, like, from wineries. But I did find this one from Santa Barbara. But... I got the single serve because guess how much this freaking single serve can was? It was $10. $10 for this can of wine. That's how much a bottle is. Like, that's even more than a Stella Rosa bottle or a San Antonio bottle. Like, I just, I that, that's why I had to get it because I couldn't find a San, I needed a Santa Barbara County wine, but also because... I was like, I, I want to try it. It looked cute, um, but I was not going to get a bottle. Like, the cheapest bottle I could find in Erewhon was, like, $25, which is, you know, not that expensive, but it was, and just not enough for, like, you know, just for my podcast. So, that's why I got this one. <laughs> like, that's just, like, a little anecdote, I guess, of why I got this Riesling. Uh, also, by the way, the Hailey Bieber smoothie is actually really good. I hate that I liked it. Um, I won't get it again if I'm at an Air One again. I will probably only get it 
like if I'm if I just got paid but I probably won't get it more than like twice this year <laughs> so I have one more time maybe later this year <laughs> but anyway yeah so I got the company wine or companion wine company Riesling 2021 from Santa Barbara County and I see here on the label that the they put the winemaker's name which is very interesting his name is Ryan Sturm and I also got so mad because freaking Erwan puts these Erwan stickers on things that you buy I don't know if that's to like prevent theft or whatever but it covered some of the label and I thought it would have been interesting to read but let me see if I can try to read it it says Kick On Vineyard is a coastal site shaped by the northwest winds, I think howling off the Pacific Ocean, planted on Aeolian sand dunes. <laughs> this vineyard is the cornerstone of all Rieslings that Ryan makes. That's cute. Okay, so it's like a little, I feel like it's an indie type of vineyard because... Uh, it's not very well known. It's not saying that it's like a big company. It's just like a little vineyard and he makes Rieslings there, I guess. That's pretty cute. All right, I'll check them out later, see, you know, how they are. But let's just crack open this bad boy. <laughs> crack open a cold one. All right, so right away it smells very sour or not very sour just i it surprises me because i thought it was going to be a sweet riesling it doesn't say anything about it being dry so i just assumed it would be sweet but no it just it just smells like a a very acidic white wine literally so let's try it yep this is more on the dry side it's still a little sweet, so it's not completely bone dry, but um, I did chill it, so it does taste really good and refreshing, which is a good thing. I love that about white wines. And it does have a little lemony flavor. You know what? It is good. I am a sucker for like a more semi-sweet Riesling though, but it's so funny because I brought a little dark chocolate peanut butter cup, like the ones from Trader Joe's. I actually brought this because I thought it was going to be sweet. And I, I'm obsessed with these, first of all. They're just so good. Dark chocolate all the way. And with peanut butter. Ugh, glorious. Glorious combination. But anyway, I thought it was going to be sweet. So I was so excited to drink it with this. But it is not. I don't think it's going to pair well. Because it's, it's not sweet like I thought. It is good though. It is a good wine. I would rate this wine uh, 8 out of 10. It's refreshing. It's crisp. It's a perfect summer wine. So now that summer is around the corner, it's, you know, it's still a little cold right now. But once it gets hot, this, if you're bougie, first of all, if you're bougie, if you're an Erewhon girly, if you got money, definitely get this Riesling. Because like I said in the beginning, it was a very pricey Riesling. But you know what? That's why I got the can. I tried it. I got, now I know how it tastes. And, you know, it's pretty. It's it's a pretty can. You know, they had a bunch of single-serve wines as well. So, yeah, this one was a really good. Actually, I totally forgot about that price point. I think I'm going to tone it down one to seven because that's fucking ridiculous. That's, 
I'm <laughs> don't get me started on Erwan again. Anyway, so yeah, that was a really good wine. Um, I liked it. So now that I'm warmed up, let's um keep on sipping this wine and then we'll get on to talk about Santa Barbara County. So drink some wine with me, take a sip of your wine, eat your little peanut butter cup, and then we'll be right back after this break. We're back and I finished my peanut butter cup with my wine and I was right. It did not pair well. It actually, it tasted like, it actually made the, the wine taste more sour. So if you remember from, I I know I mentioned this in the, the Valentine's Day episode, which is I think my third episode. I also mentioned it in, I forgot what episode it was, but the wine lesson was on pairing chocolates, Halloween chocolates with wine, that your chocolate shouldn't be sweeter than your wine because it'll alter the taste of the wine. I mainly mentioned examples for wet red wine because I just feel like red wine goes really well with chocolate. But yeah, see, even it, it works with white wine too because my white wine went from tasting lemony, like I did not taste any lemon notes after that peanut butter cup. It ended up tasting like, um, like a sour, yeah, like a sour lemonade, <laughs> but like without the fruity component being prominent. It was more of the sourness, if that makes sense. Think like artificial lemonade, like the packets that are not real, like they're fake from the grocery store, 99 cent store. You, you get what I'm talking about. But enough about that. Let's just get into it. Let's talk about Santa Barbara County. I did, just like my other episodes, I did want to start off with a brief history about the county or like about the location about Santa Barbara County and what, you know, made it start growing wine. But I couldn't really specifically find history related to like wine growing in this region. So I just that part i hope that's fine <laughs> so i just wanted to get straight into the geography so what makes santa barbara county perfect for growing grapes for wine like what physical attributes about this location make it popular or why do they grow such great grapes so santa barbara county is home to seven official avas and if you haven't listened to my first two episodes of the series i did describe what an AVA is. So just a refresher, an AVA is an American Viticultural Area, which is a specific type of appellation of origin used on wine labels. An AVA is a grape growing region with specific geographic or climate features that distinguish it from the surrounding regions and affect how the grapes are grown. So Santa Barbara County has seven, and I'm gonna list them off. Santa Maria Valley, Santa Ines Valley, which both of these are major wine, the big major wine growing areas in Santa Barbara County. So these two are the most popular. Santa Rita Hills, Ballard Canyon, Los Olivos District, Happy Canyon, and Alisos Canyon. All seven of their AVAs are fairly young, which with most of them getting their official status in the 80s. 
and their youngest AVA, which is Happy Canyon, got their status in 2009. So that one is fairly young. That one's a baby right there. So she's the youngest one of all seven. So a section of the transverse ranges, which is coastal mountains with atypical east to west orientation, Santa Barbara's unusual and handsome geography geography has created one of the best wine regions in California for memorable tasting sojourns. That's what this article said. So popular wine towns in Santa Barbara include Solvang and Los Olivos. So Solvang isn't an ABA because they don't grow the grapes there, but they are a famous wine town there. It is, if you haven't been, Solvang is basically like a little Danish style town with a lot of wineries and wine bars, museums, and the architecture is very, you know, Danish style. And it's really cute. Honestly, if you haven't been, it's a nice drive up there. It's a cute, like, even a day getaway. You can go there and come back in the valley if you're from the San Fernando Valley like me in a day. But if you want to stay there, I recommend it. I haven't done it, but I just feel like it'd be really cute to, you know, just stay one night there. They have a lot of, like, old um how would you describe that architecture or that time period like old medieval hotels motels vibes you know like cottages they have a lot of that as for the climate in Santa Barbara there is a breeze that comes from the from the Pacific Ocean and it acts kind of like a filter that pushes fog more east So the region is famous for being one of the coolest grape growing regions in California with average temperatures peaking around 70 to 80 Fahrenheit, I was going to say percent, 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit and dropping to around 50 degrees Fahrenheit at night. So the chill of the fog and breezes also help extend the growing season, which is longer than a typical grape harvesting season, which usually is about two to three months and can go up to October. So having a longer harvest season really helps the grape ripen and become more juicier and fruitier and the sugar has time to really saturate the grape and it comes out even more sweet than compared to not having enough time to ripen, if that makes sense. So now let's get into the specific grape varietals that Santa Barbara grows. So Santa Barbara is a world-class cool climate growing region, like I mentioned. And special weather conditions caused by the ocean influence combined with an unbeatable variety of soils have made it possible for like a plethora of grape varietals to thrive here. So even though they're known to be like a cool climate area, they can still be able to grow different types of grapes because of just how diverse their climate is. I mean, if you've been to Santa Barbara, then you know Like, it can get cold there, but it can also get hot there. And I think that's just why California is, like, a perfect place to live and why everyone wants to come here and why it's so expensive. Because, honestly, the weather can't be beat. Like, you can get the best of both worlds here. It's literally all year round. Like, you can get really good, sunny, hot weather. And then you can still get, like, cool, breezy weather that's not too cold and just perfect enough to still go to the beach or something like that. So because of the cool weather, you can actually have lighter grapes like Chardonnay or Pinot Noir. These grapes thrive in cold weather because colder climates tend to make grapes more crispier and 
tardier, if that makes sense. So that's why like white grapes tend to do well in colder climates because they're more crispier, like a more specific, like fun fact. So Pinot Noirs are able to thrive in harsh sites with cool temperatures, breezes, and poor soils, which the Santa Rita Hills tend to have all the time because I guess they're just so high up, they're always cold all the time, and that's where you can get some really good Pinot Noirs. But because Santa Barbara still gets that sunny weather and the hot weather, it could produce heavyweights like Cabernet Sauvignons and Merlots. So moral of the story, I guess, just like all the other regions I talked about in California, you can get the best of both worlds anywhere in California. You can get any great grape. Great grape, literally. Like this wine region produces them all. So if you only need one reason to go visit Santa Barbara County, let this be your reason. You can taste all the wines you want in this area in different locations because they have different AVAs and different wineries here. But before I get into the specific winery recommendations, let's talk about the whole vibe and atmosphere of Santa Barbara County as a wine region. So Santa Barbara is rightfully so named America's Riviera, quote unquote, as it gives visitors the ability to go from from world-class surf and coastline wine tasting rooms in downtown And then also you can drive to the wine country itself, to the vineyards, all in 30 minutes. Like everything is so close to each other. So that's honestly kind of like the whole whole thing about California. Basically how you can do so many things in one day because everything is so close together and the weather is so diverse. Again, going back to that. And I just think that's so cool. Like even if you take a train ride to Santa Barbara it leaves you right downtown in Santa Barbara and that is the closest proximity to all the uh, all the things I just talked about like the beach is literally right there walking distance just like I mentioned you can take the train ride and you can even go for a day if you if you're on TikTok then you probably saw that TikTok of that girl who basically was like hey you should go on the Amtrak and take a little Santa Barbara day trip so you can literally go on the Amtrak if you're from the San Fernando Valley or even in LA, like around 7 in the morning, and it's like a two-hour Amtrak ride to Santa Barbara, do all this wine tasting, visit the beach, all that stuff, and then still make it back by 9 p.m. Like, come on, who beats that? And it's $60 round trip. That's like a tank of gas. And you don't even have to drive there. Like, you can literally drink on the train. You can do your homework if you're a student like me. (laughs) So you can do anything you want on the train and I just think that vacation sounds fun like that whole trip sounds like a good time so if you have never been and you want to plan something with the with your girlfriends that sounds like a great suggestion also I mentioned her yesterday but Ventura County is technically part of LA County but I wanted to mention it here as well because I feel like Ventura because it's so close to Santa Barbara County offers a lot of Santa Barbara wines, especially during their event, their Ventura wine walk event. So like I mentioned last episode, they have a spring one and a winter one. So you can technically taste Santa Barbara wines in Ventura County as well. They offered a lot of Solvank ones as well. Small businesses they like to highlight. So Solvank has a lot of small business wineries that you can definitely try there. And 
yeah, again, Ventura is also close by to do like a little day trip or a weekend trip. And if you don't want to drive all the way up to Santa Barbara, maybe you can go to Ventura and just, you know, ask for wine from Solvank or Santa Rita Mountains. So if you want specific events, again, because maybe sometimes you're that person who's like, I need a specific event to have a curated itinerary for me already so it can take the stress off of me. Maybe you just don't want to plan. You hate planning trips and stuff. So I got you. I looked up some events. One of them is Santa Barbara Wine and Food Festival. That's usually in June. This year, I think it's on... Let me check. This year, it's going to be on the weekend of June 24th. So if you're interested, you got time, you can still purchase tickets. And it's basically a festival where you literally eat food and drink wine. Like, it's just like the Disneyland California Adventure one, the Food and Wine Festival. And that, honestly, I love that. If you love food and you love wine, that sounds like a great time. I love food. And with wine, just makes it 10 times better. They also have another event called Beachside Wine Festival. And this year, it's going to be on the weekend of July 15th. Actually, it's just on Saturday, so it's on July 15th. And this festival is basically just a lot of wineries, winemakers, giving out samples of wine by the beach. And that that sounds like a cute time. Like, again, you can always drink wine in other places, wine bars, wineries, but by the beach, now that's that's a good time. And food is included as well, which is great. We love that when a festival includes food with their ticket. So if you want reasons to go to Santa Barbara this summer, I just gave you two reasons. Those Put them in your calendar, okay? And if you go, let me know because I cannot go. <laughs> I cannot go to both of them. But definitely if you go, let me know. That sounds like a great time. But let's say you are a planner like me. Let's say you don't mind planning things out and you actually want to explore at your own pace or just you know, curate wine tours for yourself. I got you too. So Santa Barbara has this like company called Santa Barbara Wine Country Tours. And if you go on their website, you can literally choose any type of tour you want. They even have a cupcake and wine tour. So if you have like a sweet tooth or something and you want to pair your wine with something sweet, you can literally choose this one and they pair wine with cupcakes. That's really cute. Like I feel like that's very curated to you. And that's a that's a great time as well. You can even do group tours. So if you're going for like a birthday and you have like 20 people, they can do that for you as well. Let's say you want to go to Solvang. You want to try out this Danish vibe. Solvang has wine tours as well. You can go on limo wine tours or you can even get a personal driver. The couple times I've gone, I've seen personal drivers like on little Jeeps or little go-karts types of things, driving people around, giving them a tour of solving but you can also also get off and do wine tours because again solving is a small street that has different types of wineries so they do have curated wine tours in solving which i think are really cute so you can try both of those out and then again you can curate it yourself go whenever you want still plan things before or after the tour you don't have to dedicate you know your whole day for a festival Okay, so now that we, now that I gave you some tips on planning your trip, you're welcome. That's all I gotta say. 
now that we've you know done that let's end off this episode with some specific recommendations i do want to take care of those foxies who are just like you know what i hate planning and i don't got money for a festival i just want one winery recommendation i just want to go to this one place and that's it like i i got other stuff to do so again i got you too and actually surprisingly this list is kind of longer than the other ones well, actually, no. L.A. County obviously was the longest one. But for Santa Barbara, which I have I haven't gone a lot. Like, I've only gone twice, I think. The list is kind of long for, you know, a place I've only gone twice. So, the first recommend- recommendation I have is in Solvank. So, this one is for my sweet wine girlies out there who love sweet wine, who are Stella Rosa diehard fans who I've gotten into San Antonio wine, who just don't like full-bodied tannic wines. They just want, you know, something that they enjoy, obviously. I'm recommending this one because my mom is that girly and she loved this place. If my mom likes a certain wine or a certain place, my sweet wine girlies can trust her because she loves sweet wine. Like, she has a major sweet tooth. This winery is called Royal Oaks Winery in Salvank. So they are a winery. They also produce different types of grapes like Chardonnays, Cabernets. Like they have a wide variety of dry wines as well. But what I really liked about them too is that they also offered fruit wines. So basically a fruit wine is a fermented beverage. Don't It's not like kombucha or anything. Like it's actual wine, but it's made with fruit juice base, not like a grape. So think like plum pomegranate i think my mom tried a strawberry wine as well so they sound or they taste just like how they sound like they taste fruity and delicious and not artificial that's what i really liked about them like sometimes stella can taste a little artificial like you know those welch's grape juices no these tasted very refreshing and very fruity And my mom loved them. So if you're into that type of wine, if you love sweetness, fruitiness, definitely check out Royal Oaks Winery in Solvang. It's a cute little wine bar or like a cute little wine tasting room. And I really loved how they had chocolate available. Like they offered us chocolate to pair with our wines, which was honestly great service. And again, they make regular dry wines as well. So if you are that sweet wine girly but your friend is a dry wine girly both of you can have a great time here okay my next recommendation i haven't personally gone to but i heard about them and i was intrigued like i really want to go here and i already know that they're going to be a good time and honestly if you've had wine in disney's california adventure you probably have them without even knowing so this winery is called fess parker winery in los olivos So this is for the Disney lovers. My Disney girlies out there, you would love to come here. If you're a wine girl as well, so if you're you're a Disney wine girly, you would love this place. I I think you would. I haven't gone, but I want to try this place out. So basically, Fess Parker is the winery's founder, obviously. He has passed away now, but he was also an actor who played Davy Crockett in the Disney miniseries. So he is a Disney legend in the 80s, or was a Disney legend in the 80s. And then he went on to work as a 
you know, based a contract actor for Disney in general. And he starred in a lot of movies like The Great Locomotive, Chase, and Westward Ho. So again, it's very, I was going to say old Disney, vintage Disney, but again, it was in the 80s. So I feel like if you're Gen X, you would know who this person is. And like I said, some of his wine can be found in Disney's California Adventure in their alfresco tasting terrace. So if you are a Disney person, you will know where that's at. It's like that little uh, winery looking area by the pier. I've been there once. I haven't actually been in there for like their dinners and stuff because it's kind of expensive. She's expensive. I tried one time and I was like, actually... Never mind. <laughs> so his winery is famous for making Syrahs and Chardonnays. So if you're a Chardonnay girly or a Syrah lover, you would probably love his wine. So I recommend this winery if you're in the area and you love Disney. The next winery recommendation I have, again, I haven't been here personally, but I've tried their wines and they're really good. They're one of my favorite wines and it's called Dow Family Estates. So it's a little more out, actually. It's in Paso Robles, so it's not technically Santa Barbara County, but it's uh, it's really close by from there. And I've seen pictures of it on Instagram. They have a great, beautiful view of the ocean. It's up on top of a hill. And like I said, their wine is delicious. Like, you can find their wine at the grocery store at Trader Joe's. It's spelled D-A-O-U, Family Estates but the wine is down wines and their Cabernet is really good. They also have a rosé that looks pretty, like the bottle's beautiful. Um, so I really recommend Dow if you're in the area or if maybe you're going on a trip up north like to San Francisco or something and you want to stop by for like a quick glass of wine or something. I think that one would be a cute trip. Okay, lastly, I wanted to mention some downtown Santa Barbara wine bars because I've actually been to these and they're really cute. They're a vibe. So if you are going to take that Amtrak trip, that's only for a day and you know, you don't have your car, so you don't, you can't go out driving to these wineries and vineyards. You're just like, I need something quick nearby from the station because I'm just going to get a glass and go to the beach. Again, I got you. I'm here for all my foxies out there with different interests. So my first recommendation for downtown Santa Barbara is Santa Barbara Wine Therapy. Again, cutest wine bar I've ever been to in my life. They even allow dogs there. So if you take your pet to Santa Barbara in this Amtrak ride, they got you here. They even have like little bowls out there for them to drink water, to eat. They're really accommodating for your dogs and they have a cute patio in the back as well. And they cater to everyone, even if you don't like wine. They have frosés there, I remember, because I had that. And it was really good. Um, they even have beers as well. They're, if, you don't, if you're not a wine person, you just want beer or cocktails, they have all that. And I have a funny story about this um, wine bar, actually. So I came here a few years ago. Oh, my God. This was before pandemic. With my friend Brianna. Shout out to Brianna, if you're listening. Um, we actually went up there because we were going to go see Caliucci's and I actually met or we both ran into my other friend Oscar again shout out Oscar my fellow Caliucci's lover we went to go we had bought tickets to go see Caliucci's and Georgia Smith 
And it was like, I forgot what the area was, the stadium or arena was called, but it was really close by. So we're like, let's just go here and have a drink, like, you know, before the the concert. And it was in this one, uh, Santa Barbara Wine Therapy. And we actually drank so much and lost track of time that not only were we late to the concert, but we missed Georgia's, like all of Georgia Smith's set. <laughs> like we literally, I mean, thankfully, thank fucking Lee, we made it in time for Caliucci's, but we missed all of Georgia Smith. And I was like, what the fuck? That's literally like half the concert. But anyway, I had a great time there. I even stole the glass. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, but the glass was so cute because it has little dog paws. But I unfortunately broke mine a couple months later. That's I guess that was like karma coming for me or something. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, great time, great vibe there. I loved it. 10 out of 10. And then my last Santa Barbara wine bar recommendation is called Apertivo. And there, it looked like a little warehouse. I think it was next to a brewery, if I'm not mistaken. But it was, again, a cute little tasting room. I don't think it was a wine bar, per se. It was more like a tasting room. And I don't really remember the specifics because we were here for a little bit before we went to the wine therapy one. But I remember they had food there. So if you are hungry, I don't think wine therapy had food, but Apertivo does have food. And they also have charcuteries, which is cute. And I do remember them being really nice. Like, you know, they curated our wine flights for us. And it it was just in the middle of downtown. It's very lively. Again, it looked like a warehouse, but they dressed it up real nice. So again, that's a cute little spot. If you're in downtown and you just want to sit down and have a glass of wine or you're you're probably wine bar hopping, this would be a great stop for you. So yeah, those were my specific recommendations. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was short and sweet. Uh, or actually, I don't know if it's short and sweet right now. I've been recording for 40 minutes. <laughs> but it just felt so short because I had a lot to say and I was trying to squeeze it in. I hope I didn't talk too fast. But I hope that you enjoyed all of my recommendations and my description of Santa Barbara County as a wine region. And I hope it intrigued you to go visit because even me talking about it made me want to go plan a weekend trip because I haven't gone in a long time. I think I haven't gone in about a year. Santa Barbara is so cute. I love it. I can't wait to go back and try the actual wines from the wineries. Um, because after learning the history and the geography, it just amazes me how the California weather just truly is the best, the best of the best. So yeah, thank you again for listening, for tuning into part three of my wine region series. Next week is going to be the last episode of the series. So part four, episode four of the wine region series. And of course I got to end it off with a bang. I'm going to let you know what it is here now. So if you stayed to the end, lucky you, you're going to find out what I mean, what I'm going to be talking about next week. So next week, I'm going to go more up north, obviously. And I'm going to be talking about the queen of all wine regions in the U.S., honestly. Not just California, but the U.S. And I'm going to be talking about Napa Valley. So I'm excited to learn more about Napa Valley because I went there just for the first time last year and it was beautiful. And I did not even get to see like 
one-fourths of it because I was only there for a day. So stay tuned for that. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you already know the drill. Head over to my podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Anchor.fm and just leave me a five-star review because it will really go a long way for me. And make sure that you follow my podcast as well so you can be notified when my newest episodes are out. And don't forget to follow my socials as well. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the chatty fox underscore where I'll be posting updates on new episodes and wine content. So thank you so much and I'll see you next week for part four of my wine series. Bye!